We shall fight with growing confidence and growing strength in the air. We shall fight on the beaches. We shall fight on the landing grounds. We shall fight in the fields and in the streets. We shall never surrender until in God's good time, the new world with all its power and might steps forth to the rescue and the liberation of people. In times of universal deceit, truth is the only rebellion left. On today's show, I wrap up this week's discussion of the Kyle Rittenhouse withdrawal, i.e. expulsion from Arizona State University because the student snowflake groups are grounded in Marxism and the self-centeredness of communism. That's what it all boils down to, and I'm going to tell you why on today's Rebellion. Welcome to today's Rebellion. Okay, so you know that the majority of the week I've spent my time focused on something that a lot of us have just moved past, the Kyle Rittenhouse situation. Oh, it was hot news last week, but this week we've already forgotten it. But I'm arguing that we shouldn't because a lot of the dysfunction that we're facing in our culture right now is symptomatic in this Kyle Rittenhouse situation because it's all grounded in the snowflake rebellion, the selfishness of our colleges and universities and of our public schools. This self-esteem movement, this social-emotional learning, this critical race theory, this Black Lives Matter social justice ideology of our culture is quite frankly the cancer that's permeating the entire body politic within America. I would argue that even the Supreme Court case that we're discussing this week with regard to pro-life, pro-choice, and whether or not a baby should be aborted by a woman who finds that baby to be inconvenient. And Justice Sotomayor's argument that that baby is not even a living human being, that that baby, even though it has thumbs and fingers and hands and feet and toes and lungs and a heart and a brain and a liver and kidneys, even though that baby can feel pain and has all of those body parts functioning, even though that baby can suck its thumb and kick its legs, even though that baby can feel pain, Justice Sotomayor argues it's not a human being. And what does this have to do with the Kyle Rittenhouse case? Everything. Because when you abandon truth as the measuring rod of those things that you're measuring, justice is now subjective to your feelings and your opinions, and so is everything else, to the point where you will not only redefine justice and righteousness and liberty and freedom, you will start redefining the human being. And you will declare that a kicking, moving, living, screaming human being isn't really a human, isn't really a baby. And what science do you use to come to this conclusion? There is none, because everything that you're thinking about, 
every value that you claim to hold dear is really grounded in your subjective feelings because you don't care about the facts any longer. So why am I going down this rabbit trail of the Supreme Court case when I told you I was going to talk about the Rittenhouse case? Because they're all tied together by the same worldview. And that worldview is the arrogance, the arrogance, the self-righteousness, the smugness of Marxism. That there is no such thing as an objective truth any longer. And that the ends justify the means. And whatever it takes to accomplish the greater good for the greater whole is a moral a moral good rather than something that's immoral and evil. This movement that you've seen on our college campuses of elevating the self over the sacred, of elevating the feelings over the facts, of diminishing the objective standards of justice and elevating society's opinions of justice, of twisting racism and claiming that you're not a racist if you actually feel as if one group of people by virtue of the color of their skin are inferior to another group of people, which is exactly what critical race theory teaches your kids to think. All of it's tied together because it all goes back to abandoning truth as the measuring rod, to abandoning those self-evident things that are endowed to us by our Creator. It goes back to abandoning the truth of God that's written on every human heart. It goes back to abandoning the very foundation of our constitutional republic and our free society. You're not going to have any freedom if you tear down all of those fences. You will have no liberty if you don't believe in natural law, re revealed law. All of it's lost, all of it's gone. You will have no life if we diminish the very definition of who's living and who's not. If you have a Supreme Court justice who's telling you that a moving, functioning human being is not a baby and is equivalent to a person who's clinically dead and comatose, which is the, the exact argument that Sotomayor made, stunning argument, it's all tied together. It's all tied together by a common worldview. The elevation of materialism over the moral, the worship of the self over the sacred, and the abandonment of truth in favor of the opinion. Let's take a break, give our sponsors their due time and credit, and when I get back, I'm going to discuss Marxism and how it is the underlying carcinogen to this cancer that's destroying our culture. I'm Dr. Everett Piper, and this is The Rebellion. So welcome back to The Rebellion. So I've tried to tie together almost everything that we're reading in the news to this elevation of materialism and matter over what we used to agree was an objective moral standard that defined the way we live with each other defined our personal obligations to one another, defined what was right and what was wrong, 
and defined how we should interact not only with our fellow human beings, but with God. That that moral standard has been abandoned. It's been mocked. It's been laughed at. It's just been trashed by our culture. And you can see it in every news story that's out there. You can see it in the trans debates, the LGBTQIA debates, the debates over what our children should be taught in terms of sex education, the debates over what human identity is and isn't. Is is it subjective or is it objective? Is biology real and does it matter? Or can you ignore all of that in um, your quest to define yourselves? Uh, Is is a man a, a, a reality? Is toxic masculinity a problem? Or is the loss of masculinity a problem? I mean, all of these questions go back to the loss of that measuring rod outside of those things being measured. And why am I making a big deal about that? Let's go back to the Rittenhouse case. As I shared with you, I think uh, three episodes ago, every one of the student groups at Arizona Arizona State University, excuse me, at Arizona State University that are calling for his expulsion from the school are calling for him to be removed, to be expelled, to be kicked out. Every one of those student groups is a Marxist group by definition. One is the Students for Socialism. By definition, they're grounded in the Marxist worldview. Students for Justice in Palestine, again, a Marxist organization that believes that the only democratic state in the Middle East should be eliminated, and that the elevation of these other despotic nations is somehow a higher moral good than protecting Israel and its right to self-defense. Uh, and it's, it's, it's insane. It's crazy. Somehow Israel is a problem where Iran and Iraq and Libya and Syria are not. Again, it's nuts. All right. So those two groups are socialist Marxist organizations by definition. The next one is the Multicultural Solidarity Coalition. And again, I told you, any time an organization defines itself as multicultural, it means that they disparage all cultures but their own. They're not multicultural. What they believe is that any culture that disagrees with their cultural identity is something that should be eliminated, should be verboten, should be canceled. So these three groups are exclusive. They're not inclusive. They're unjust, unjust organizations. They're not just. And they're grounded in a Marxist materialistic ideology. And then the fourth group is Mecha de ASU. And I told you what that group stands for. This is a group that's the Movimiento Estudiantil Chicano de Aztlan. And that is Spanish butchered pronunciation, I'll admit, of the Chicano student movement of Aztlan, of the Aztec nations. And I told you that they actually admit that they want to pursue a reconquest, the reconquering of the southwestern United States, California, New Mexico, Arizona, Colorado, Nevada, Utah, and Texas. They're anti-American. By definition, you can't, you can't claim that those states um, aren't America and still claim to be American. By definition, you want to 
divide the states rather than keep the states united. So this is the nature of the protest against Rittenhouse. Well, what does this have to do with everything that I've set up to this point? Well, I want you to get the common thread here. Again, what's the common thread between all of this, Black Lives Matter, critical race theory, LGBTQIA, the social justice organizations at Arizona State University, and the Snowflake Rebellion? What is the common thread? The common thread is Marxism. It's 100 years old, and it's a cancer that's been growing in Western civilization. So you've got 100 years of communism, of Marxism, and you have 100 million people dead. And why am I focusing on that? Well, one of the key tenets of Marxism is materialism. One of the key points that the Marxists believe is that Western civilization and its belief in self-evident truths, in objective moral standards, in um, truth with a capital T rather than constructed truths by society, in, the, in, in personal, personal self-governance as opposed to the collective good, in private property versus public redistribution. All of these dichotomies, all of these opposite ends of the continuum between Marxism and capitalism, between socialism and free enterprise, between the collective and the individual. All of these things are a discussion of Marxism and the materialism that led to the Bolshevik Revolution. In an article in the Wall Street Journal that's a couple years old, but it's still very, very pertinent. Let's see who wrote it. It was David Satter in 2017, wrote this article in the Wall Street Journal. It's titled, 100 Years of Communism and 100 Million People Dead. The subtitle is, The Bolshevik Plague That Began in Russia Was the Greatest Catastrophe in Human History. I think it's led to the Supreme Court debate this week. I think it is obviously the, uh, the, the foundation, the very premise of what's going on in the Kyle Rittenhouse lunacy that's taking place at Arizona State University. One of the things that the Bolshevik Revolution did, actually two of the things that the Bolshevik Revolution did, consequences of that revolution, of those terrible ideas, are summarized in this article in the Wall Street Journal. And those two things are that communism came to hold sway over culture and it hollowed out society's moral core, degrading the individual and turning him into a cog in the machinery of the state. This is directly from the article in the Wall Street Journal 2017. Again, I'm going to summarize what he just said. The Bolshevik Revolution was a coup that had two consequences. It hollowed out the moral core of society by degrading the individual and turning you and me him or her into a cog in the machinery, in the materialism of the state. The state became much more important than the person. The society, the social definition of justice, became much more important than the individual moral core that had been taught in Judaism and in Christianity in all of the rest Western world. Degrading the individual 
and turning you into nothing but a material cog in the machinery of the state. Communists committed murder on such a scale as to all but eliminate the value of human life and to destroy the individual conscience in its survivors. That's a quote from the article, and you need to take that one home. Marxism. Marxism was responsible for, the, for murder on such a massive scale that it eliminated, it taught by virtue of this genocide, this hundred million person genocide that was orchestrated over the course of the decades of communism's march through the West and through the East and into the Caribbean and across the world. This march of Marxism hollowed out the moral core of the way people think. It desensitized us to the value of life, and the result was the destruction of the individual in favor of the state, in favor of society, and that destruction was synonymous with the devastation and the destruction of the individual's conscience. So it inverted society's understanding of the source of values, and it created political confusion, says the author of this article, that persists to this day. He quotes a speech by Lenin in, in 1920, where he said that communists, Marxists, subordinate morality to the class struggle. A paraphrase, the Piper paraphrase of that, Marxists, put morality on a lesser plane, on a lower plane, than society. Society is more important than morality. Society, in fact, de de decides what's moral and what's not. The individual no longer has any responsibility or culpability, or they would argue even any ability to make moral decisions. It's not yours to make. The individual doesn't matter any longer. The question is, is what's good for the greater whole as opposed to personal rights and individual freedom? Again, Marxists subordinate morality to the class struggle. Good becomes anything that will serve the greater good. So if the greater good is served by killing a lot of people, for the good of the new Marxist order, then it's okay. In fact, it's more than okay. It's actually desirable to kill those people. So where are we in this abortion debate? Well, how many times have you heard them say that the world is burdened by too many people, that global warming is going to kill us all, that we have a greater responsibility to the global community to take action uh, against global warming and climate change. That's all grounded in the assumption that the human individual doesn't matter as much as the global community. Again, it's the subordination of the individual to the greater whole, the subordination of individual morality to the class struggle, to the world's struggle, to the climate, to Mother Earth. It, the same argument is being used to control us when it comes to COVID. Well, you shouldn't put your personal freedom over and above the obligation that you have to your community, to your culture, to society at large. You've heard this one, haven't you? It's a Marxist ideology. It's a Marxist argument. 
Uh, who are you to, to undermine the right of 50% of the world's population, all of these women, to have control over their own bodies? And if they have to kill tens of millions, hundreds of millions of their own babies in order to have that freedom within the class struggle, the, the social conflict, the, to, to overcome the systemic injustice that women have suffered because they're the ones that have the disproportionate burden of bearing children. Uh, who are you to deprive that class of people, that class that's struggling for justice? Who are you to deprive them of that right, even if it means killing a lot of innocent babies to get there? Same argument, right? Same argument. And that's what's behind the Rittenhouse case. So Lenin actually said this in his speech. Let's see. Um, he said what I just quoted. And then there's another person. It's Martin Latsis. He was an official uh, in Lenin's secret police. He said this. We are not waging war against individuals. We are exterminating the bourgeoisie as a class. Did you hear that? They don't care about individuals. They don't even think about individuals. They're not killing individuals. They're not murdering individuals. They're not executing individuals. They're exterminating a class. It's a class struggle. And if you have to exterminate a class of innocent infants in order to foster the greater good of class struggle, then more power to you. Good for you. And then he went on and he said this. Latsitz said this. Do not look for evidence that the accused acted in word or deed. The first question should be to what class does he belong? So the individual's words and deeds don't matter. Their very existence doesn't matter. The first question should be what class does the individual belong to? It is this that should determine his fate. That's a close quote right there. So again, individuals don't matter. People don't matter. It's the higher good. It's the principle of class struggle. It's the overthrow, the elimination of the bourgeoisie, an entire class of people. So if you can eliminate a class of people that you've labeled bourgeois, why can't you eliminate a class of people that you... Oh, define as babies. Why can't you eliminate a class of people that you define as, oh, let's say Caucasian or Asian or Jewish? Or well, you can eliminate a class of people regardless. You can eliminate them if they're cisgender. You can eliminate them if they're black or white, red or yellow. It doesn't matter. It's the survival of the class that matters, and it's the extermination of the opposition. So in this article, he goes on and he says this, such convictions set the stage for decades of murder on an industrial scale. No fewer than 20 million Soviet citizens were put to death by the regime or died as a direct result of its policies. And this doesn't include the millions who died in the wars, epidemics, and famines that were predictable consequences of Bolshevik policies, says the author in the Wall Street Journal. And then you have 200 million that were killed in the Red Terror 
and 11 million dead from famine and 700,000 executed during the Great Terror and 400,000 more executed in 1929 and 1953 and 1.6 million dead during forced population transfers and 2.7 million dead in the Gulag, labor colonies, and special settlements. Do you get the point? This is all moral. This is all justifiable in the minds of Marxists. And then you add to the Soviet Union atrocities, those that took place in Eastern Europe and China and Cuba and North Korea and Vietnam and Cambodia, and the victims add up to approximately 100 million. And did you know that there is a move right now by the woke, by the righteous, by the snowflakes, by the social justice warriors to get Wikipedia to take the information off line that I just shared with you. These are all facts. A hundred million dead, but they don't want anybody talking about these facts any longer because it makes you feel uncomfortable, doesn't it? But don't let the facts get in the way of your revolution, of your march for justice. Rather it be the facts pertaining to Kyle Rittenhouse's innocence or the facts pertaining to the reality of a baby with fingerprints, with thumbs and toes and feet and hands and legs and knees and hips and thighs and a chest and elbows and lungs and a heart and a liver and kidneys, a mouth that opens and sucks its thumb, an elbow that flails about that you can see moving as you look at the pregnant mother's belly. A heartbeat that can be detected because the doctor is monitoring it to make sure that the baby is healthy. Uh, a baby that needs food and gets that food through the umbilical cord and the nourishment and the nutrition that the mother takes in on behalf of herself and her child. All of these things are facts. All of these things are real. But Justice Sotomayor says that everything I just described is not evidence of a human being. Why? Because that human being is in the way, is in the way of the march for justice, social justice. And what are the students at Arizona State University saying? Well, Kyle Rittenhouse is in the way of their march for justice, social justice. The facts are in the way of Marxism's march. Their march of reconquest, to quote Mecha de ASU, to take over these states, these nations, these countries, these people that still believe in the individual and are foolish enough to make the state subordinate to the individual's freedom. Oh no, that's unacceptable. They need to reverse it all. And they need to make evil good and good evil. And they need, they need to kill a lot of individuals in order to further the cause of the collective. That's what it's all about. That's Marxism, my friends. I'm Dr. Everett Piper, and this is The Rebellion.